With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. He'll get you the sports any way that he can. It's Mike Francis on. From the studios of WFAN, this is Mike Zahn, Francesa on the fan on this Monday, the 17th day of the month of, Ju- of July. I have to admit, I-, I have to admit this, and there's not many times I have felt this. It feels like I have been away for a while. I, I have to admit it does. Uh, it just does sitting here for the first time in a while. I hope everybody's having a uh, very nice summer. The weather's been pretty good, I would say, overall. Uh, my guys, I gather, have not been here in all. Of, I mean, you know this this baby scam they pulled, but uh, they have not been here for weeks on end, from what I understand. Uh, Turnoff was just relenting. Uh, you know, the, it was just uh, you know, you know, just yelling—not well, yelling, but just uh, you know, lamenting the fact that they were gone all this time. Uh, but they have been, so they haven't been here either. So we're back here uh, in July. We'll be here for a couple weeks, in and out. Uh, we'll be. Got some things to get to. We'll make a visit to Giant Camp next week. So uh, believe it or not, next week we will actually, the later part of next week, uh, spend some time with the football giants. As amazing as that sounds here uh, in this part of July, but football's right around the corner. And we got a lot to get to. A lot has gone on, obviously. Uh, I know there's a lot you want to talk about. There's been a, I guess, the cast of thousands who have swept through the studio in the afternoons in the last couple of weeks. So uh, I got to hear what you think about that. You got to give me some uh, feedback. Uh, I know you want to get in on, you know, I, I feel like from my standpoint that I've done, and I don't do a tremendous amount of interviews, but I've done a lot the last couple of weeks. I did a lot leading up to the documentary. I did a couple afterwards. Really, I, I did a couple with Dog afterwards. Um, one here last Friday morning with Kim and Malusis that was on for a long time. And then Dog called me and asked me to go on that afternoon on his show. So I went on again later that day with him. So I was on twice with him that day. Uh, but he and I did spend a day together uh, about, you know, leading up to it. We did a thing with Chaz Palminteri. We did a, basically he and I did a, about 20 different media outlets one morning. On the 6th of July, we did the whole day together and, and did basically print guys for like four hours, print people, ladies and gentlemen, for about four different hours, uh, did a bunch more of them the next day. Uh, and then, so I did a lot of that stuff leading up to the documentary. So I'll get your thoughts on that. You can, anything you want to talk about. You know, I watched it. My, my kids did not see it until until the other night when it aired on, that, on last Thursday. And they had not seen it because I didn't take them to the premiere because they're 12 years old and my twins are 12 and my son Harrison's 10. 
But they watched it with me for the first time, and they ragged me about my mustache the entire show. Now, I admit, it was a dumb mustache. And I don't, I, you know, I don't know why I grew it. I never had a mustache in my earlier years. I had one when the fans started for some reason. I don't know if I had it for more than a year, maybe a little more. Uh, I can't even remember what the motivation was to grow it, but it was a bad mustache. I, I agree. I, they beat on me so bad. I've heard about that since, since, the, since the 30 for 30. I, my guy, kids have beat on me so relentlessly. No matter whether we've been in a car, going to a you know a outing or wherever we've been, they've been killing. And that night, they they killed me. They beat on me so badly, and they were loving it about about that much. Oh, they gave it to me all weekend, and uh, they, and then Danny Fora, who did it, sent me a message, and he goes, you know, I hear they're ragging on you about the mustache. I agree. Why would you ever have grown out? So I I agree with all anybody whose feedback is it was a bad mustache. I agree. I don't know what got over me. It was gone by the early 90s. I don't know what it was about. I, a phase, I don't know. But I admit it was a god-awful mustache. I agree. I'm with you. A hundred percent. I'm with you on that. So we got that to get to. Um, plenty of baseball. We have the Knicks. And their general manager, who will meet the media today at 2 o'clock, as you know, they have a new general manager in Scott Perry. He will join us at 4 o'clock this afternoon, so we'll talk to the new Nick general manager uh, at 4. We'll probably uh, have some other uh, people, maybe their president, etc., to talk to in the days uh, coming up. But we will talk to the general manager today. He's meeting the media for the first time at 2 o'clock this afternoon, so Scott Perry coming up. Four o'clock this afternoon. The Yankees off the day-night doubleheader. And, you know, what really grabs you about that? And it would have been nice to get the, the second. I mean, the first two games, let's be honest. The Yankees should have won the first game. They didn't. The Yankees stole the second game. And that's why I talked about how much they missed Holiday because that's the reason why you saw it exactly that day. I mean, you know, you know how stunned the Red Sox were, uh, were to watch Kimball give up a run. You can see how stunned he was to watch him give up a run. I mean, he hadn't given up a run in Fenway Park all year. He'd given up seven hits before that and stole the second game and then they win the third game the way they do you're starting to get really greedy and thinking you're going to pick up the fourth game and especially you know considering the fact that price can be very shaky and the bottom line is uh no blood it wasn't a bad couple of days it wasn't a good couple of days you go on now to this very weird road trip that will continue tonight in minnesota and the yankees have decisions to make off the pineda stuff they obviously have uh very very important decisions to make i do not think they will be in the market in a big way i think they may t- they may stick their toe in the water but i don't think they are going to take a dive this year under any circumstances i don't think cash has that in his mind under any circumstances so i wouldn't expect that i think they want to protect these youngsters and you know there's a lot of them to protect and there's a lot there to protect so i think that's what they're going to do and let the chips fall where they may in this season where obviously they have very much come back to earth for a variety of reasons but most of them dealing with pitching yes you've had injuries that have hurt them in the lineup no question you knew some guys would cool off, but when the back of the pen acted the way it did, from Clippard's breakdowns to Batances' breakdowns to Chapman's breakdowns, they cannot survive those. That's all there is to it. I mean, and we can go through how many different games, Oakland, Toronto leading up to, I mean, just so many games that went on basically since the 10th of June where that has been a major, major problem and has really hurt this club. 
So it would have been nice. But, you know, the thing that grabbed me about the series was just how little offense there was in the series. A Yankee-Red Sox series, four games, Fenway. Look how little offense there was. And the Red Sox, I come away completely with the feeling the Red Sox need, and I'm sure they'll get them, they need a bona fide, absolute, older stud RBI man. That's what they need to basically kick Ramirez in the rear end and get him going, but also just to be the guy. They get enough guys on base. They got enough speed. They got enough table setters. They have a wonderful offensive player in Betts who I'd rather bat in a different spot, but the bottom line is they need a run producer, an old-fashioned RBI guy, and if they get that, they will be in fine shape because they need one more big bat that can get them a big hit and get them a big double in a big spot, or get them a big base hit when it's second and third, you know, or just drive that run home when it needs to be driven home, and they're missing that in a big way right now. They're not missing a whole lot, but they're missing that in a big way, and the game, uh, you know, the game that sale pitched on Saturday was just un- was extraordinary. I mean, there's nothing short of it. As for the Mets, how many times this year? Now, listen, we know they're going to sell, and listen, Alderson really went in a different direction. He was very honest, brutally honest about where the, where the team was. And he was right on, on all counts. But the bottom line is, every time you start to get a little excited, like they jump on Colorado the way they did the first two games, the Mets have had how many bad Sundays? I've been to three of them where they had these just god-awful Sundays where they're out of the game in the first. I mean, I, I went to three of them myself this year where they just were out of the game in the first or second inning. And they have had a million of them, and they have had how many series where they had a chance to win a series in the, or sweep a series and they couldn't do it in the third game this year? I mean, they've had a million, a million games and series like that this year. And they are, let's be honest, going nowhere. That's it. It's going to be a year to sell. That's all there is to it. The question is whom and where, and that's just the way it is. They're not going anywhere this year. You know, the National League, I think the Cubs are going to get back into it. They made a trade that's going to help them, and it helped them yesterday, but it's going to help them. They're going to get some of these hitters hitting. Uh, they're too good to act the way they are right now. They might not be the best balanced team in the world, but they will. And But that National League right now belongs to the Dodgers and the Nationals, and that's all there is to it. I mean, it, it does in a very big way, and the Dodgers have been scary. I mean, no, nothing, nothing short of scary. But for the Yankees right now, it's going to be about just watching and just seeing how much into the – into the pool, cash is ready to to jump. And, and right now I'd say very, very little until he sees something a whole lot better. And if he doesn't, I think, you know, you know what the reaction will be. And I don't think the Yankees are going to do anything in this transitional year that has been positive. Maybe disappointing, I understand, in the last 25 games, but overall has been a positive and has un- really uncovered some very, very impressive offensive players and Position players for the future. Uh, they are going to be very careful with their prospects and with their youth. And I think that's the right way for them to go on this year. So we got a lot to get to today. As we said, Scott Perry coming up at four as the uh, Knicks try to move past the very, very uh, short and ugly Phil Jackson era. 
And we got a lot of the stuff to get to. I know you want to get to a bunch of stuff that we that's happened over the last couple of weeks, including all the Mike and the Mad Dog stuff and everything else. Uh, the guys who sat in, the future, everything. Right, we'll get to all of it today. We got plenty of time. We'll get it all rolling right after this.